Uh, what episode is this? Uh, 13? I think it's Lucky 13, yeah. yeah. Which is why we're having such a problem with it. Oh, that's course. Oh my god. That makes sense. That's how we open it. Okay. Perfect. Welcome back to another episode of Keybinds, the official podcast from Travel Gaming. I am the Mad Bishop. I'm joined, as always, by Pinch and Squats. We're going to be covering all the gaming news. We're going to be, of course, covering Valorant's latest patch. We're going to be talking about Gabe Newell and how he has some big plans for brain-computer interfaces. That sounds insane. Blizzard, Activision, tons of news. Very interesting news, might I add. And, of course, a new... Diablo 2 remake is coming so lots to talk about let's just go ahead we'll dive right on in so we know that Gabe of Steam has been very focused on virtual reality creating new experiences for gamers he's been doing this for a long time we saw his willingness to do this with even Half-Life Alex, which I think is interesting that he wants to kind of push that space and now in an interview that he had with New Zealand's One News he starts discussing about how there could be real interaction between hardware software and our brain that's crazy that sounds like some matrix level stuff to me is this the future are we there yet i mean i I certainly don't think we're there i think we need to see vr adoption take up uh, a little more what you say market space in the video gaming world but uh, this is just interesting to me any thoughts i mean in a way don't you think that like the the next step of vr is to be like actually plugged in to mm-hmm. like through like bio cybernetics you know like i think it is i mean i obviously i think that vr isn't like our tech isn't quite there yet but tech grows faster than humans can evolve so it only makes sense that the next thing that we're going to do is plug into plug ourselves into a computer I think that could very well be argued because look at the experiences we currently have that are so interactive in so many different ways, especially in virtual reality. And I think that there's ways where you can even incorporate uh, real sensory, real sensory experiences with this kind of technology. So, you know, we joked about things like smell-o-vision, but I don't know, maybe smells, Uh, it could be another thing, Uh, maybe pain, that's something that Gabe Newell brings up in his conversation. Uh, I I think, where do you draw that line, like how real does it get before it starts to get too real, if you will? I I don't know. I don't know what that line looks like. I think that's kind of the, that's kind of the strange thing here with this, because, you know, when you can have kind of a completely separate reality based in a virtual world. You know, what does that do? I don't know. Interesting. 
Very interesting. It's it's kind of like the episode of Black Mirror, um, San Junipero. I don't know if you guys watched that, but yeah. like that episode is incredible. I mean, I think it won like some award, like an Oscar or Emmy or some shit, right? I'm not sure. Probably. It was really great. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like one of their best episodes ever. But like, yeah, you're right. Like, it's 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 crazy to think that we could have a completely separate reality from the actual reality. And it brings up like the whole philosopher question of are we just all brains and vats at the end of the day? You know what I mean? Because we don't know. All we know is that what we feel and what we exist as are is what we is what we perceive as life right but like if we take the next step to be able to plug in and completely live in a a new reality where we can still have all the same sensory things as we do in this particular life like i mean the possibilities are kind of endless right mm-hmm yeah and and i think about you know today's social climate where you know obviously we're all hoping this vaccine is is you know for the most part helpful um in keeping people safe but if if this keeps going on people want some kind of interaction with other human beings and for the time being it's got to be virtually for the most part right right it's kind of interesting to see how this is coming out now i think the Technology has always been there, though. Like, I mean, heck, we all have AI controlling our houses. You know, what's what makes that sense for the next step is to, like you said, plug ourselves in completely. I, mean, so even, I think it's just a, a matter of time. I mean, even com- like normal. Right. I mean, I think even companies have been working on this for a long time, like you're describing. I mean, Facebook has been working on sort of brain interfacing technology as well as Neuralink, which is Elon Musk's uh, connectivity computer brain interface thing. So it's been discussed. People are thinking about it. I don't think there's anything that's going to be commercially available for a long time, but I think it's kind of fascinating that there's so many different applications, Gabe Newell coming at it from the gaming perspective, because I think that in a lot of ways, gaming can kind of shape technology and vice versa. So I think those, you know, people who have this idea for crazy gaming experiences could help shape what the technology needs to be and what it needs to look like in order to have those kinds of experiences. And honestly, I think if there's anybody who's going to kind of crack this code of what is the next level of gaming and how we interface with games, it's, it's I think it has to be game. This is somebody who's been doing this for a long time. He's seen kind of everything, took a big gamble on VR. So I'm I'm kind of excited to the fact that he's talking about this kind of stuff because I feel like it's it's hard to talk about. These are really big things that are sort of nebulous and coming in the future, and we don't really know what the time frames look like. But the fact that the conversation is already happening, I think, is is pretty cool. It's cool and it's kind of scary yeah. <laughs> to be honest like yep. it's crazy it'll be it'll be really interesting to see what um what kind of talks and ideas come out of 
all of this, uh, especially with, you know, the grandfather of gaming mm-hmm. talking about it. Well, and if there's one thing that we know that pushes the needle further than anything, it's obviously revenue. We've seen that VR hasn't brought in the revenue. I think that some publishers and developers have been hoping that it would over the past you know, four or five years. But overall, the gaming industry as a whole is killing it. Absolutely killing it. And Sarah actually brought this up. Not something that I even realized, but this has been a really wild past year for gaming. Like 2020 was insane. Sarah, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure can. Great segue, Alex. (laughs) I tried. Just kidding. Um, So this year, well, I'm sorry, this past year, um, gaming has seen like the largest sales numbers in like years. So the record now is uh, $56.9 billion alone in 2020. So it's actually a 27% increase from 2019, which is a lot, a whole, like, oh my gosh, that's an insane amount of, of money. So it makes sense. You know, people are stuck at home, uh, not going out as much to the bars. Right. Right. Okay. I mean, we've even, we've experienced it, I think, among our friend groups where we've had so many people with this renewed interest in gaming uh, from our own personal lives that people we might not have even thought about playing games with. Uh, That's been really fun as far as 2020 goes. And I think it's telling that Black Ops Cold War is number one for last year. Makes Mm -hmm. sense. Doesn't shock me, really. It's, it's just that when you think about the fact that this is such a massive industry based on kind of big smash hit games and then games as a service, it does kind of scare me a little bit that we've come to this point because of the model that gaming has taken on, which some people are not a big fan of. So I do wonder, what are we going to see moving forward? Are we going to see even more aggressive monetization of games that we've not seen in the past? Because they know that certainly they can get away with charging much higher prices because there are new people coming to the gaming space. But I don't know. I think that Maybe I shouldn't take such a cynical look at it. Maybe this is honestly a really good thing. And the fact that gaming companies are making a ton of money, that's great. Allows them to put out better products and, you know, wow people with new experiences. But again, I I think there's maybe two sides to the coin. Just saying. Well, you know, and, and the argument can be made. Well, you know, the new consoles came out in 2022 as well, you know. But the reality is, is like, I mean, people were still out there looking for PS4s in 2020. Mm-hmm. How many households has, has owns at least one Switch? I got two people who live here, and we got two two Switches. Same. You know, I got <laughs> I got two PS4s we, in my house. No, I'm sorry, we have three. We do. 
Yeah, we have two two uh, original switches and my uh, switch light. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I literally like I spent so much time and money on games last year, and I don't even care because you know what? It got me through a pandemic, and it's still getting me through a pandemic. So like, take my money because skins get wins, man. <laughs> skins get wins. <laughs> Absolutely, one hundred percent, dude. Take my money, please. <laughs> I think what's I've spent. I've spent an absurd amount of money. On I, skins. I don't even want to know. I really don't want to know. Well, and so before we started this podcast, we were talking off air about the fact that Riot, off of League alone, I think it was twenty nineteen. Don't quote me if I'm wrong, but it was something like one point four billion dollars just in League alone. Wow. And that's a game that now has eclipsed 10 years plus of being, you know, it, it's just a staple of PC gaming. So you have, I think what's fascinating is you have these companies that have carved out these little billion dollar kind of niches for their games every year. You know, Call of Duty is a good example. These are all franchises and games that every year can kind of make a billion dollars. You don't really have to put out a new one if you have the game as a service and it just takes off and it becomes you know obviously super popular the other model is you know you have games that you're constantly updating paid dlc it's it's i think the the model is just changing a little bit and i wonder if again the the increase in revenue this year is going to change that model even a little bit further for what they want to do i i wonder is nintendo going to announce a new console this next year, they're kind of due. Are we going to see a Switch 2? What, what's going to happen? There's so many rumors about what's, what's going to occur. And then on the flip side, you have companies that are sort of consolidating. And one story that, that we're, we've got to cover is Blizzard and Activision. What is going on there? What is happening? Because that's sort of a, I guess, sort of a, a marker as to where things could be going in the industry. This is one of the biggest gaming companies in the world. And look at that segue, another perfect transition, we'll take it. Uh, so Blizzard is absorbing Activision, uh, an Activision studio, Vicarious Visions. And what does that mean? Well, basically what's happening is Activision Blizzard is taking control of Blizzard Entertainment. So what do I mean by that? Well. This has kind of been one of the scenarios that I think a lot of Blizzard fans were sort of looking for, but just didn't happen until now. And we're talking about just a complete restructuring of how Blizzard works entirely. So let's let's just run this back real quick. Vicarious Visions, they were subsidiary of Activision going back for like 15, 16 years, something like that. And they worked on you know, everything from like Tony Hawk, you might remember from the mid-2000s, even things like Skylanders. Uh, and now they're being brought in to entirely focus on Blizzard franchises. So that would include things like Diablo, and we're going to talk about Diablo 2 Remake in a little bit here. But it's going to basically put these guys who have never worked for Blizzard before into Blizzard Entertainment, and then putting them onto projects like World of Warcraft, Overwatch, uh, kind of outsourcing some of that development, if you will, by bringing in brand new people 
uh, from another subsidiary that Activision Blizzard has owned. They have been very separate a lot of a lot of the time. When you look at the split between Activision and Blizzard, even though they've used Battle.net as a similar launcher, we saw what happened when even they released Destiny 2 when it came out on Battle.net. Uh, we've seen how they've used that launcher, but they have kept things separate when it comes to the development of their games. And now that's kind of gone. That's kind of gone. So what people are pointing to is the fact that Team 1, which was kind of the inside Blizzard team, they had worked on Heroes of the Storm, they had worked on Warcraft 3 Reforged, and because of, this is kind of the, the thought, is that because Warcraft 3 Reforged was just panned, critically, commercially, just, you know, was not received very well. Uh, this was kind of the impetus for them to say, yes, let's go ahead and inject new blood into Blizzard and just kind of remake what's going on here. There is just so much to unpack. I don't want to dive so much into this that you know we cut other things out, but this is really important because it changes a company that we've just become accustomed to as being kind of running their own show, still making their own games with the ability to do what they need to do and be able to be separate from Activision. And we're just sort of starting to see that disappear. So that's that's where we're at. Not to mention, of course, the co-founder of Blizzard, Mike Morheim, left last year. So he's gone. He was one of the original guys that founded Blizzard. And so, it, you know, is the soul of Blizzard gone? What is what's going to happen here? I think that I think this was a long time coming. Everybody yeah. knew it was going to happen at some point. Activision was going to completely absorb Blizzard and Blizzard would be no more. Um back when back when they first did the merger or whatever you want to call it, a lot of people who played Blizzard games were really disheartened. And since then, things like World of Warcraft and Overwatch really haven't been the same. It kind of feels just like reskins of old content. So is this like I think it might be the death of Blizzard completely. I don't think that their games will ever be the same. Maybe they'll do like a Warcraft 2, like a World of Warcraft 2, um, or something, but I don't know, because it just, it feels like, it feels like something that we grew up with, with Blizzard games, is literally, it sounds like this is their death now. Yeah, I could definitely see that being a take on this and that being a very valid take i'm not really sure what else you come away with from here because uh you're right i think we'd all assume that this was going to happen eventually i had wondered even when the hots esports scene was shut down how much activision um the activision side of the company had to do with that kind of stuff that was a huge blow. Yeah. It was a huge blow to Blizzard. Yeah, it was huge. It was huge. They were really supporting it. And yes, maybe they were going way overboard with the, the prize pools and trying to set everything up with franchising or whatever else they were trying to do. There's a lot there. And shout out to everybody who's still playing HOTS and still in the scene. 
but you guys I, are the real MVPs. It's true. Real. It's true, and there really is still a, a real scene for Heroes of the Storm, and just goes to show you that sometimes games survive in spite of their developers and publishers. I mean, we've seen that with other games over the years. I think Valve is a good use case for that, but I think that yeah, maybe this is maybe this is it, right? Maybe this is it. Uh, the Blizzard that we all grew up knowing and loving uh, is is just kind of officially gone, and we just have to get used to the fact that it's a new world. I'd argue it's been a new world for Blizzard for the past, I don't know, 10 years. At this point, this just sort of cements it. So we'll see what happens, but we still don't know anything about Overwatch 2. You know, no news there. Uh, Diablo 4, no news there. But we do have Diablo 2 remake in the works. Is it going to be on cell phone? <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Shout out to Dudas Monk because he posted in our gaming news channel about the Diablo, what is it, Immortal, I think it's called, which is yeah. the um, yeah the Netmarble port of uh, the Diablo series. It's a mobile phone. Don't you have phones? Everybody's got a phone. Um, <laughs> boy, oh boy. Talk about tone deaf. But I think that... <laughs> Now, with them bringing in this new development squad, uh, what happens now? Because this is, apparently, it's been in development, but Vicarious Visions is coming in now to work on Diablo 2. supposed to be called Diablo 2 Resurrected. Of course, that's according to uh, Polygon and bloomberg so i have a theory yeah go for it i think they're gonna switch to mobile gaming maybe putting it out there you know honestly we'll see we'll see would it it surprise you no no almost nothing at this point would surprise me just because they've I feel like they've just not really been listening to fans for a number of years now. So just, might as well keep it going, right? Right. Yeah. Keep the streak alive <laughs> and, you know, just go totally mobile or I, I don't know, but they've survived off of these sort of heralded franchises for so long, scored a surprise hit with Hearthstone. I think that probably shocked everybody, but you know, these things are sort of starting to wind down a little bit. I think they're semi-eternal. WoW is eternal. Hearthstone's eternal. Overwatch will get redoed when a second one comes out in 18 years or something. So I, I don't know. I mean, they can definitely survive on on that, at least from a Blizzard side. And then obviously Activision with Call of Duty. Forget about it. <laughs> they just so, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. What are you going to say? I was going to say I wanted to ask both of you, like... Bish, I know you do. You mm-hmm. play games on your phone, right? Yeah, yeah. Pinch, do you play games on your phone? No, I'm an adult. Oh. <laughs> no, um, actually, I don't. And the only reason why I don't is because I have an iPad and I play games on my iPad. Okay, so like same thing. It's a mobile platform. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I've 
I personally have tried to stay away from gaming on my phone and iPad as much as possible, only because I try to make them like super product, like productive tech mm -hmm. versus yeah. like gaming yeah. where I sit down and get to play a game. But like, I'll catch myself playing like Melvor Idol on my iPad or <laughs> chess on my phone, you know? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I personally, like I have games on my phone, but I don't ever play them. Like, they just kind of sit there for that one time I need to look like I'm doing something on my phone. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, does, I, I don't know if that seems viable to me. But, yeah, but Bish, you love, like, TFT on your phone. Of course, yeah. So that's think... what I'm imagining. That's what I'm envisioning they do. You know, something like a TFT. Well, I mean, maybe. and They could. It wouldn't shock me, I think, if they, they try to do some more mobile game things. I... I I think on some level at this point, though, they, they do have to focus on their core audience, which is on PC for sure. Right. It's always been on PC. Well, that's what the redo is for. Yeah, maybe, right? Yeah. Maybe it's A little time. bit of this, a little bit of that, you know, well, see, well, see who bites. See see what sticks. Yeah, right. Like it, it, it feels like a hard reset with no real roadmap, at least that's been revealed to the public as to what they're doing here. Um, I think that Warcraft 3 reforged, that just sort of sunk the ship. I really think that's what did it because, uh, that just, that launch was so bungled from Jump Street. People knew it was rushed. People were so angry for a variety of reasons with what happened with that game. E enough to the point that I mean, people who were longtime pillars of the community were just screaming about it, um, how they had lost custom maps. Like, you know, you basically were forced into getting Warcraft 3 if you, the Reforged version, if you wanted to continue to play Warcraft 3. Uh, it's just crazy. Uh, it's just crazy. Um, again, just tone deaf, not understanding their audience or listening to what they have to say. And uh, I do. I do wonder what's the next actual new intellectual property they come up with. I mean, the the last one was Overwatch. That was the latest one that that Blizzard Entertainment created. That was the brand new hot stuff, and well, that's it. So not not just like the the Warcraft Three Reforged launch being really bad, but also Shadowlands. I heard wasn't all that great. Mm -hmm. the new world of warcraft expansion and i know for a fact that battle for azeroth the the uh expansion before that was trash because i own it <laughs> like yeah. i play wow once a month per uh for every expansion i buy one month of wow i play it and i see if anything is new or different and it all feels the same Nothing feels like it changes ever. And I think that's one thing that some people um, in at least the WoW community also feel, mm -hmm. you know, like, yay, new skinned NPCs that look like the old NPCs, but this one's green instead of blue. That's cool. <laughs> oh, I mean, hey, we could play Diablo on our phone, so. Soon, TM. Soon. Yeah, I'm excited. I Shut up. No, it'll be it'll be. I'm mad hate for that. That is the it, one game I would play on my phone. 
could be done well. I mean, it could be done well. I, I just... Uh, You're just a hater. You know, you know this is the game. This is the game that Bishop would play on his phone, okay? <laughs> it is... It is all of the characters in all of the Blizzard games mm-hmm. in a TFT-style game. Mm-hmm. And like an auto-chess-style game. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude. He'd play it. I'd play it. I mean, I'd, I'd totally be down. Like, I stopped playing Blizzard games at the beginning of last year previously or whenever the the hong kong craziness happened right yeah yeah i uninstalled the blizzard launcher i stopped playing it and then shadowlands came out and because i have played world of warcraft since 2004 i was like all right well i gotta try it so i put it all back on my computer for you know three weeks or whatever but yeah dude like i i would totally play that game i would 100 percent play an auto chess style blizzard skinned game Oh, and I'll, 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 <laughs> I think we can wrap it up with this. We've seen what Blizzard tried to do with Here's the Storm, kind of, you know, cash in on something that was modded from Warcraft 3. <laughs> We've obviously seen them successfully cash in on the Hearthstone craze. That was very smart. I think what's interesting is that they just aren't innovating at a rate that makes sense for a company in 2021. Look at what Riot put together last year after the big joke of Riot Games, you know, was really just League of Legends, to now all of this movement across all these different spaces. I think that Blizzard and maybe the entire company, Activision Blizzard, has to on some level understand it's time to start trying some different things, try some new things maybe another new series something to shake things up maybe with the new blood that they've gotten there with vicarious visions they can do that but uh, i we'll see the jury is out (laughs) all right on a funny note i do want to talk about a 7-eleven that you can play games in go figure I saw this. It's really funny. It's a funny story. Apparently there's a uh, Dallas-based 7-Eleven branded Evolution store. Uh, Now it has not opened up quite yet, I don't believe, but pretty cheap. Apparently you can get it on Airbnb. Hmm. So that's interesting. But yeah, 7-Eleven you can sleep over in, play games in, Fully stocked. It's got a fun little 7-Eleven branded recliner chair and some controllers and a bunch of snacks and stuff. How could you not love this? Come on. Who would not love to sleep over at a 7-Eleven and just play games all night with like you and, you know, a couple friends? That's brilliant. Fantastic 7-Eleven. I love you. Thank you. So when are we going? Oh my gosh. Recline to Dell's. Let's do it. Okay. So hey, like, let's I- meet in the middle. I'll be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. true. That's true. I imagine it being similar to, or feeling like the atmosphere. I feel like it f- would feel similar to the um, Taco Bell that's on the strip in Vegas. Oh my God. Like it yes. just feels so special, you know, because it's different. Mm hmm. It's a fun stunt. I love it. Like, what yeah, is there not to th- love? That millennials love that shit. It's true. We we totally do. Uh, yeah, I'm calling 100%. myself out. I'm a basic, you know what, and I love that shit. 
<laughs> I I love that you said shit before and afterwards, oh, but you yeah. won't call yourself a bitch. You're right. <laughs> you are so right. I cannot wait to hear all the bleeping in this episode. It's going to be great. You're welcome. I don't think I'm going to bleep any of it this episode. Sorry, guys. Okay. Not safe for work. Peace don't put it on the speakers or something. Yeah. Yeah. Earbuds only, y'all. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's wrap it up. We've got to do it. Valorant Patch Notes 2.01 is out. Of course, this came out on the 20th, so we're a week late. Dollar short. It's fine. It happens. Uh, very interesting changes. Certainly more changes than I anticipated. Sarah, run us through. What are we looking at? All right. So Jet got a slight... Uh, oh, dang it. Okay. Start that over again. Mm-hmm. Jet got a slight buff. No, nerve. Mm-hmm. Is it buff or nerve? God nerve. Jet got a nerf. Uh, Her smoke duration went from 7 seconds to 4.5 seconds, which is great. I love it. She can't hide in her smokes anymore. Um, Those those are insane, by the way. The feeling of those compared to Brim's new smokes. Whoa. (laughs) Yeah. Get me away from that. Like, Like, I don't want any Brim smokes anymore. Those are so hard to play with. Anyways, okay. Uh, Split got a ton of changes, which was kind of a shock to me. I was a little shocked to see all these changes because usually I kind of hear some rumors before they happen. But uh, with this new episode, we are seeing um, uh, updates that are focused around improving attacker options on the map. So they've changed some corners, some openings... Um, a lot of things that would help you take over a site quickly and make sure to clear all your angles before. Um, I like it. What do you guys think? I I love the split changes. It is so much better in my opinion. It's just, it feels like a more balanced map. For sure. I agree. I think it is more balanced i love the old split i i love the og split when the spawn walls in mid were way closer and you can yeah. just that was so so ridiculous i love how quickly they changed that the interesting thing to me is that they waited a really long time to change a lot of what we've seen like i remember the last change they made to split prior to this was in be heaven with how the left side kind of lined up when you walked in the door they they kind of angled it now instead of it was squared away back in the og times Mm -hmm. and they're just sort of taking those small little design philosophies and applying it to split to make things a little bit more even for attack side and i think it's i think it's good i'm sad because i love the old split old split was my my favorite map everybody hates it um I understand why people hate it. There's just a lot of sort of janky BS stuff that can occur. That you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, I think it's good for for the game overall. Honestly, the one thing I don't like about the new split is uh, new ramen. Like that whole area, I don't mm. like it. I wish the wall Weird. was still there. 
I don't yeah. know why. It it wasn't ever really helpful for me because I never really pushed mid, but I just I think aesthetically it looked better in my opinion. I think it should just be steps all the way across. Like it just looks kind of strange. It's a little weird. Go check it yeah. out yourself, seriously. Like run around a custom map if you're if you've not checked it out yet, even if you want to come back to Valorant or you're just kind of starting fresh. Just run around a custom and just take a look because it is pretty interesting, some of these changes. Some are very mm -hmm. subtle, like the depth um, of the cubby and sewer. You know, that's a very subtle change. Others are, are what I would consider to be extremely drastic uh, changes. So, yeah. The one that I just noticed, like I'm just sitting here scrolling through all of them, watching them switch back and forth. Um I, I didn't realize the wall on A was angled a little bit less mm -hmm. on A site. I, I had no idea. Didn't even notice. Yeah. Although I haven't played Split a lot. I wonder if there may be some bugs with the update. Like I've gotten it maybe twice. Like in the last week. I don't know. We have not played on it a lot. You're right. Good point. You, you mentioned that it took them a while to do this new update on Split to like kind of help rebalance the map, right? But I think the biggest reason why is they had to focus all their attention to Icebox. Because mm -hmm. Icebox was a shit show when it first released. Mm -hmm. It was bad. It's still kind of bad, but yeah. It, it is still kind of <laughs> bad, but it's a lot better. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind playing Icebox... I do mind playing Icebox back to back for four games in a row. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, but like throw throw an Icebox in the rotation with, you know, Split, Haven and, and Ascent, then I'm cool. I'm good, you know, and Bind, I guess. I'm not really a huge fan of Bind, but I know that it's just funny to shoot your pot. <laughs> <laughs> I get so mad when other people do it. It's pathetic. Oh my gosh. Sorry. If you want to know what we're talking about, just tune in any night of the week when any of us are streaming and playing Unbind and <laughs> there's a mad dash to shoot this breakable pot in spawn side on A side. Hilarious. Yeah. So good. You're welcome. So good. <laughs> but overall, I think the patch patch 2.01 is, is really good. It helps a lot. Um, the jet smoke nerf is kind of it makes sense to the character um and it also makes sense because of the um brim smoke smoke buff you know you got to balance the smokes out because otherwise the entire game is just going to be clouds the entire game you know yeah and and jet's not supposed to be a smoker a controller no she's a duelist like she's not supposed to be you know, lurking and everything. So it, yeah, you're right. It just makes sense. Yep. It's good stuff. Awesome. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this episode as we always do with what we're listening to, what we're watching and what we're playing. I guess I'll just go ahead and start what I've been listening to. Well, I've been listening to old throwdown because Hardcore, why not? 
New August Burns Red. They have a new single out, Standing in the Storm. Go check it out. It's very, very good if you were into metal. And Old Children of Bodom. Yeah, I know. Random. All over the place. I'm crazy. What can I say? Pinch, what are you listening to? So, uh, I finally got time to listen to Man on the Moon 3 by Kid Cudi. Mm. It came out in December. Um, and I t- had to tear myself away from a lo-fi sound to listen to something that is also sounding like lo-fi in a way. Um, <laughs> but it's good. Check it out. Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon 3. There, what are you listening to? My inner emo kid has decided to put Taking Back Sunday on my workout playlist. So, yeah. that's uh, That's been a blast from the past. I've seen them. Oh, I can't even tell you how many times. Just... You know, I miss concerts. I miss going to shows. Same. So, We're too old now. Yeah, dude, I literally, like, I saw them the last time I went to Warp Tour, and they were, like, a foot away from me. Like, it was amazing. Um, For those of you Zoomers who don't know, Warp <laughs> Tour is a screamo, emo, hardcore tour where a bunch of bands come and they play things like skate parks and things. I went to Warp Tour. I'm sure Bishop went to Warp Tour as well. Never been. What? <gasps> Never been. Okay, uh, you're fired from the podcast. Right? O- Ozfest every year, dude. Ozfest. Oh, so every you, were, year. you were a little harder core. Every yeah, year. And your mom would go too. Yes, she would take me, dude. She oh, loved it. Sharon. Um shout out to my mother-in-law boom um yeah i went to oh gosh well warp tour was my first actual show when i was 16 um i think i went to three or four maybe five throughout the years it's good stuff so I went to I went to two I went to two warp tours. Um, I tried really hard to go to Family Values '98 because that was the only Family Values that really mattered. Um, oh my! Wait, but I was too young. Oh, okay. I was gonna say I was like you were not that old. No, I was a I was a youngin. Yeah, but I was all like, Mom, can I go see Corn and Romstein, please? <laughs> And Limp Biscuit, if I'm not mistaken. Yep, and Method Man. Mm-hmm. That was a crazy concert, man. Talk about there the late nineties. Yeah, that there was like <laughs> who was it? So it was Corn, Limp Biscuit, uh Romstein, uh Method, and Orgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What a lineup, dude. This has turned into the geriatric uh entertainment hour yeah for real <laughs> geriatric millennials seriously though if you went to warp tour if you went to family values 98 if you went to the new woodstock if you went to any shows seriously hit us up in discord we want to hear about them send us your pictures i yes, want to see please. all the emo kids we miss this stuff discord.trample.gg come join us we talk about music it's insane okay anyways <laughs> sorry what's next what's next 
So what are we watching? Uh, Sarah, let's start with you. Yeah. 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 I actually have a new one this week. I I don't like make something up or just say, oh, I've been watching Valorant streams. So I actually, (laughs) I talked to Pinch about this last week. What? What? Are you laughing at me? Because I'm excited. No, I'm laughing because you said, I don't like make something up this time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Well, so like, so like, okay, so fully divulging and throwing myself under the bus. If I say I'm watching something or I've watched whatever, like a docuseries or some shit, I likely watched the first episode and then the dog fell asleep on me. So I probably like missed all of it because I was also asleep. So then I just kind of make it up because I look it up after I'm quote unquote done with the show. (laughs) So then I have, you know, the, the basic facts to give. It's fine. It's fine. Anyways, so I watched a Netflix docuseries about the Challenger explosion now, this happened in January of 86. I had no idea. Like, I knew it happened because um, my mom at the time was working at a Sears. And she watched it happen while she was on break. Like, she was watching the news in the break room and literally saw it happen. And I don't know. It's just crazy. There was like a malfunction of some sort. So it was very interesting to learn about that. I, I love docuseries because I'm, I'm always trying to learn a little bit about something new. We're millennials. We all love docuseries. Yeah, mm-hmm. dude. It's our bread Fact. and butter. Yep. Drink every time somebody says millennial on this podcast. <laughs> It's a good drinking game, I actually. I don't condone people drinking in excess, though. No. Everything in moderation. Yes. Millennial, 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 millennial. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Don't drink, please. <laughs> don't do that. If you're drinking during our podcast, then you probably have bigger problems. <laughs> oh, no. Don't call them out. Don't call them out. That's most of our listeners. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Fuck, I gotta edit all of that out now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? That's prime... Mm-hmm. Ugh, that's prime material. Who's next? Bish, you go next. So I've been watching all of the, the score esports documentaries. <clears throat> sensing a theme here. They've got a couple new ones that just came out. Uh, one actually that I want to watch is the one on Disguised Toast because it looks really interesting. I'm going to check that out this week for sure. And then, of course, I've been watching TikToks. I'm back on TikTok. I hate myself. I don't know why I do this to myself. No, you love it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, so like, instead of uh, the TikTok showing being one-sided, a.k.a. Honey, watch this TikTok of this vegan recipe I found. Uh, now it's Honey, watch this video from Prison TikTok that's on my For You page. Oh, yeah. My for you pages. It's wild, dude. This you algorithm. You get a little bit of everything. <laughs> my goodness. Yo, wait, hold on. Prison TikTok, like straight up. Mm-hmm. My dude's in prison doing okay, TikToks. Now, here's yes. the funny thing. He gets the prison TikTok side, and I get the prison wife TikTok side mm-hmm. on oh, my no. for you page. Mm-hmm. No lie, no lie. It literally happened the same day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that algorithm is scary, dude. 
I just, love. Okay, what's your favorite TikTok? Like your your like group? Like your what's your niche of your for you page? I think mine's coffee TikTok. Mine is apparently something video game related, prison related, fight related. Like it's like World Star on my TikTok feed a lot of times. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It just it knows me. Um, it knows my trashy side, and it just appeals to that. And uh, so, thanks for that TikTok. Appreciate you. Wow. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Like Reddit appeals to more of the you know intellectual. I'm going to read more and do these things. TikTok is just like yeah, just you know throw some gas on that fire. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> bitch, what are you watching? Right. Well, first off, I'm downloading TikTok on my phone right now because <laughs> oh, I need I need to know what my algorithm says about me mm-hmm. because this is just hilarious. So we'll come back in like three weeks or something and figure out what the algorithm has pulled of what pinch pinches fucking TikTok sphere looks like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, the, the trick is you have to like things, right? You have to like, follow, react, you know, comment so that the algorithm knows what to go off of. Scary, but okay. Yeah. 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 It's weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to be full of like e-girls and cosplay. Probably. But... Probably. Yeah, that'll be the weirder side, right? Mm-hmm. Like everybody has like the the strange like offbeat side of TikTok and then like your everyday like like my everyday is several videos of like anxious millennials. <laughs> and then the dark underbelly is like I don't know paranormal tiktok yeah i mm-hmm. love witch talk actually witch talk is fun oh my god we're gonna come back to this we're gonna revisit this okay <laughs> pinch what are you watching oh yeah what are you Sorry. actually watching yeah, i i'm actually watching stuff um so a couple weeks ago i was talking about how i was watching the crown i'm still watching it i am on season three historical fiction ish because it's as true to you know the story as possible i i talked about how um queen elizabeth ii was queen during the time of winston churchill being Hmm. prime minister yeah i didn't talk about the all of the other prime ministers after winston churchill and i forgot how many there were but there's a lot so that's kind of crazy to think about um so she's like super old. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, 95, I think, is how old she is. 96. I'm not sure. And yes, I'm not going to Google it. Yeah. And, you know, the only reason I know that is I saw this TikTok the other day. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it is. Full circle. <laughs> and it was something like um, Marilyn Monroe, the Queen of England, Martin Luther King Jr. and Anne Frank were all born in 1926 i don't know if that's actually true because i I didn't fact check it but if it was on tiktok then it's probably true Mm -hmm. i'm just kidding that's been my experience that's been my experience oh wait no no that's not even right wait maybe they were just like alive around the same time 
because Anne Frank was born in 1929, so that's not right. Either way, same time frame. Checked myself. Um, but also <laughs> going back to what I've been watching. Oh my god! Sorry. Um, no, 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 it's good because it, whatever. I don't really care. I watched <laughs> some stupid stuff. I watched the new season of Disenchantment by Matt Groening. Ooh. Awesome. Definitely really good. If you're into his style of, um, his style of cartoon and his mm. humor, definitely go check it out. I'm a huge fan of Futurama myself. Um, I thought Futurama was probably top tier cartoon of all time. Um, not the best, but one of. And Disenchantment is pretty good because you know it's the fantasy world with like, you know, kings and witches and <laughs> random stuff it looks fun and then it's it's pretty good definitely definitely recommend uh and then i also was watching uh the season season two of hamilton's pharmacopoeia where um a chemist goes and does psychedelics and nice. like learns learns and teaches you all about the effects of them as he's going in the history of the psychedelic like mushrooms and lsd and stuff like that it's really really interesting obviously it's a vice it's um, made by vice and i am a huge vice fan because i'm a millennial right so good <laughs> but that's what i've been watching um awesome i guess we talk about what we're playing now and uh can you guess mm. I think we've all been playing Valorant. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Fix. Fix. <laughs> uh, yeah. Lots of ranked. New episode, man. I know. We have we have to grind the battle pass. It's true. It has to happen. It has to occur. We've been on the grind. It's been good. I do have something different to to answer though. But As do if I. anybody else has something, you can go ahead. Go for it. Okay. Well, one thing I want to throw out there is I've been playing Prominence Poker on Steam. Just go so pick good. it up. Yeah, it's free. It's free. Just go grab it. Uh, I have ulterior motives as to why I want you to pick it up, but go pick it there up. It is. Yeah, there it is, right? Because sneak preview, we're going to be doing a community game night with Prominence Poker in the next maybe three weeks, something like that. Maybe four. We'll see. Within this next month, we're going to all be playing poker together. Some weekend, we'll have the details, we'll have sign-ups, we'll have a blog post, but you heard it here first. Poker Community Game Night with Trample Gaming. It's going to be fun. More deets on the way, but go pick it up. Play poker. It's so fun. Who doesn't love it? Even if you're bad at playing poker, pick it up. The game is free. You get free chips like every day, so it's not like you're paying for anything. And then you can make your dude look crazy. Because mm -hmm. the... the avatars are all customizable so definitely go do that that's cool yeah so what i've been playing i mean i've been playing a lot of valorant and when i mean like a lot of valorant i was actually telling paradoxes this friday night i had a dream that i was on split as killjoy <laughs> laughing in first person hilarious it, it is it's actually bad like i have probably put in more hours in 
in Valorant this past like week or two than I have since the game came out. It's it's bad, guys. Like I might have a problem, but I'm getting better. I think maybe I don't know. So um, you were you were telling me that you have been watching Animal, who I yes. I love to watch. She's just so chill, and yeah. she always says, "The more you play, the better you're going to get." Mm-hmm. Straight up, and all mm-hmm. be all. Like if you play hours upon hours upon hours of a game your skill is going to increase now whether or not you like actually put the effort into bettering your skill in general you know like lapping something like that or working on your aim with aim labs that's all supplementary like it's gonna help even more but the best thing to do is just kind of submerse yourself and get in there Just play the game. Yep. So, sidebar really quick. I have to talk about this dream, right? I'm on split. I'm on A side. And I'm attacking. But I'm labbing, right? So it's just me. So, you know, the cubby, right before before you actually enter, like right up by ramps Mm -hmm. and sight. So I alt there as Killjoy. (laughs) And then I run... Like in my dream, I alt there and then I I ran over as my alt's going off. I huck one of my mollies into screens, <laughs> and it lands perfectly to where it covers the entire right side. In my dream, I'm watching this, uh-huh. and I so I wake up and I go, "Huh, I wonder if that works." Oh no! <laughs> so I get on Valorant, and because of the split changes, it fucking works, you guys. Stop. <laughs> It works. <laughs> I I shit you wow. not. I will I will go and like I'll go post it in game gaming news or show and tell or something. Oh my and God. I'll show you the I'll show you the lineup. It's there. It exists. I'm not crazy. Thank wow. you, subconscious. <laughs> That's nuts. So yes, I've been playing way too much Valorant. Sarah, what have you been playing? Valorant, yeah. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Obviously, but we've been having these little girls' nights. Me and uh, my friends, Gabby, Brittany, and Danielle. Gabby and Brittany are my my trio. The rest of my trio for Valorant. We get together every Friday night and play board games, and it's hella fun. So we played. Um, a game called Just One. Uh, we we played... Gabby is super good at that one. She's going to fucking laugh if she listens to this, but she's she's super good at it. Uh, we played Scattergories, and we played... Oh, what's it called? Codenames. Codenames was fun. Ah, uh, I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I love a good board game. No, something that we haven't played a lot of since the pandemic for obvious reasons. Sucks. Oh well. Soon though. Soon we'll all be playing board games together. I know we will be. One thing I want to play with you guys, and you will probably hate me for it, is Secret Hitler. <laughs> oh my. Uh, it is a board game that is basically about deceiving 
your friends. So oh. there's like liberals and then there are fascists. And one of the fascists is Hitler. And you have to get your bills passed. And if the fascists get more bills passed than the liberals, then the fascists and Hitler wins. But you can also like randomly kill somebody. And if you kill Hitler, the liberals win. Or if the liberals get more of their bills passed. It's really, really cool. Super fun. I used to own it. I don't own it anymore. But I can just get another one. It doesn't matter. But I'd love to play with you guys at some time. At some point. Maybe we could play it on Tabletop Simulator in the future. Who knows? Ooh. It sounds fun. Sounds it's super fun. It's yeah. ridiculous. I love offbeat games like that. Like, uh, Monopoly? No, thank you. I don't care what brand or TV show you slap on it. I'm not going to want to play it. Valorant Monopoly? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I would Please. not. Maybe, like, Collector's Edition, keep it in the plastic wrap, but... Bind Boulevard. Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm Ascent done. Avenue. <laughs> there it is. Nailed it. Split Street. Okay. Anyways. Ramen Road. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. That's going to wrap up our episode, I think, for the evening there. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate it. As always, we should be back next week with some new content. Apologies for missing last week. Last week was crazy. If you know who we are offline, ask us because, yeah, last week was just a comedy of errors with trying to get the podcast recorded but we will be back at it next week again thank you guys again for listening we will catch you next week Yay, we did it. Episode 13. Lucky 13 is completed. So full disclosure, there's a part where we mention bad bitch. I'm really sorry, but I couldn't find it. I took my time looking for it and uh, just gave up at about 1 a.m. during editing. So enjoy those, I guess. Maybe. I don't know. Take it easy, guys. We'll see you next week.